Welcome to the For Love and Money podcast, the show where business and social purpose meet to inspire a movement for positive change. Here's your host, Carolyn Butler-Madden. It gives me great pleasure to introduce uh, my guest today, Paul Dunn. Paul is a four-time TEDx speaker. He is a senior fellow in one of the world's leading think tanks and consults to and mentors leading edge businesses around the world. He was also honored as a social innovation fellow in his new home of Singapore. And it's something that he shares with film star and philanthropist Jet Lee and Walmart chairman Rob Walton. He was one of the first 10 people in Hewlett Packard in Australia and he then created one of Australia's first computer companies and then the Results Corporation, where he helped develop and grow 23,000 small and medium-scale business enterprises. His programs are used by an estimated 226,000 companies around the world, and he continues daily to push the boundaries. He is featured in Forbes magazine alongside Sir Richard Branson in a global piece on disruptors in business. He is the co-founder of B1G1 Business for Good, the history-making global giving initiative that's already enabled businesses to create over 281 million giving impacts globally. Just let that settle in for a moment. He is also a master storyteller and a mentor to so many people, including me, and an all-round Good human, Paul Dunn. Welcome to the For Love and Money podcast. Oh, you, you've already you've already given me goosebumps <laughs> 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 through the introduction, particularly particularly the last bit, Carolyn. It's just uh, it's just wonderful to be here with you. Thank you for all you do in this space, and uh, I'm sure the people joining us. By the way, thank you for joining us wherever you are. Uh, will feel as good as I do uh, just being here with you. So thank you for inviting me. Oh my God, it's my great pleasure. And I just want to share with listeners the personal connection I have with Paul. So um, I am a member, our business, The Cause Effect, is a member of B1G1, which is an incredible organisation. And for those listeners who don't know about it, I can't wait for you to learn about this organisation and the opportunities it gives and the impact that it's creating, the extraordinary impact that it's creating around the world. And Paul was just on our e-newsletter. He was a subscriber to our e-newsletter database and he's a frequent attendee of of my webinars. And I think the first time Paul reached out to me and I'd met him, I'd heard him speak, I was really inspired by him. But the first time he reached out to me was after one of my early webinars and he gave me some tips. He said, I hope you don't mind, but you know, can I just give you some tips? And I was absolutely grateful for that because it was an opportunity for me to get better and to engage people better. And then um, every now and again, we send out our e-newsletter and I get this little comment back from Paul, comments that really make my heart sing because it's so wonderful to get feedback on all the work that we're putting out there. So, um, Yeah, Paul Dunn is an extraordinary human being and you will get to meet him yourself through this interview. So, Paul, I want to kick off with my first question to you, which is when you think about purpose in business, what role do you think love has to play in it, if any? Oh, (laughs) what a a good question uh, right right off the bat. And by the way, if you think that Carolyn does things that some people do, which is send me questions so that I get prepared for the answers. No, that that's a, like a, a beautiful left field question, and and let me answer it this way. Um, someone whom I'm sure I'm sure you know of is Frederick Reichelt, right? And Fred Fred Reichelt from originally Bain Company, and and he uh, he uh, is the guy who. Uh, uh, in what was it, 1996? I came across him because he wrote a thing called the Loyalty Effect, and and he was the first person to link loyalty with business growth. And then he's also the guy who 20 years ago created uh, Net Promoter Score, um, and he's got a brand new book which is called Winning on Purpose. And the whole sense of that, seriously, Carolyn, it's almost like he read your book first, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because he he basically, well, he doesn't basically say he says this. Anyone who's in business not believing 
that their purpose of being there is to enrich the lives of the people they serve should not be in business. He's pretty bold about that, right? So, yeah, that's, that is seriously central. And, and the most interesting thing about it, of course, is that, that when you think about love, it's not something that, I mean, yes, you, you probably feel good about yourself, but when you love, you're automatically, you know, you're automatically going outside yourself. And that's one of the major keys, of course, to being on purpose to, to realize that it's not about you. It's just not about you. It's about something bigger than you and you connecting that to that and then connecting your customers and your team members to that in, you know, standing in our case anyway, some really interesting ways. So the answer to your question, the one word answer to your question, which is what role does love play? Answer, central. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, that's a wonderful story. I love I love this idea of enriching the lives of the people they serve and the people they yeah. serve being multiple, you know, oh, exactly customers, so. your, your employees, your, your, your investors, all, all. Exactly um, so. Exactly wonderful, so. wonderful. So, Paul, please um, share with us um, your background. You've had an incredibly rich background, but bring, <laughs> us, bring us, take us on a brief um, journey of, you know, where you started and how you landed as co-founder of B1G1 and where you are today. Sure. Well, you know, before we, be, those of you listening to us right now, and again, thank you for doing it, uh, we'd recognize that before we actually press record, we say, hello, Karen, you know, we do this thing. And I, and I said to Karen, I said, so Karen said uh, something and I said, well, Karen, actually, uh, you know, the, uh, I'm actually 28,644 days old today. Now, I realize that if you're driving, you might be inclined to pick up your iPhone and divide that number by 365 and then take off the leap years and figure out, oh, my God. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's a long time. So let me just shorten it and, and really try and make some sense of it for you. I think that one of the realities of our life, uh, I think my life has just been incredibly lucky, amazingly lucky. But uh, all of our lives really, really come to this. Where you and I are today is very simple. It's a result of all of the moments that, that we have experienced, the reaction to those moments. And one of the things that I've been very fortunate to be able to experience is, you know, moments that are kind of, you know, some people would describe them correctly as life-changing. For example, you mentioned earlier on, you know, about the 23,000 businesses, and there's, there's many more, you know, that... And if you'd have asked me way back then, uh, and way back then would be in 2006, for example, if you'd have said to me, so Paul, what, what, I'm telling, what, how do you, what's the secret of success in business? I would have said to you, there are two things, just two. So it's very easy, right? Just get these two things right and, and you'll be successful. And so you would then probably say, well, what are the two things? And I would say, well, point number one is always be sure to be offering just extraordinary value to the people whom you're privileged to serve. It's got to come from that position. And then, like, okay, I can do that. And then item number two is have fun doing it. I mean, well, oh, that's pretty simple. And then, then, <laughs> so that was my life up to that point. Uh, and, 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 and then I had this moment when um, it was a, a moment that had something to do with the army. Uh, in, in 2004, yet I experienced this moment in, in 2006, about 18 months later. I met this guy. He had been displaced by that, and he, in fact, he was running a church on an island outside of India. And he told me the story of, of how they were in the Sunday school, and there was some noise unlike any noise they'd ever heard. And so he. He, he said to the kids, there were 12 kids in the room, and he said, oh, it'll be okay. He opened the door and he looked out to where the noise was coming. And all of a sudden, I realized what he was talking about. And I said, oh, my God, what, what, what did you do? And he said, well, we tried to keep calm. And then I told the kids, why don't we play a game? Let's all hold hands and, and run, to the, run, run up the mountain or the hillside. And he said, I stood there with these 12 kids, and we watched as the church was crumbled, and we watched as their parents were washed away as well. And and I said, well, I honestly can't remember what I said, but at some point I probably said, you know, what happened then? And he said, well, we've spent the last 18 months, you know, traveling around and trying to find some place for these kids. They've got to get education. 
And uh, and he, I was introduced him through a friend of mine, and he said, your friend here, his name is Dave, uh, he's been helping us do that. So I said, oh, have you, you figured out? And I didn't know any of this at that point, right? So I, I said, so have you figured out what, what, what that cost to do? He said, oh, oh yes, yes. And he, I said, so how much is that? And he said, it was $2,500. And, and I said, oh, that's like per child, right? And he said, no, 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 that's like for all of us. Now, if you'd have been there, any of us listening now, you'd have said, okay, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it, but, you know, I'm going to fix it, right? Yeah. It, and it wasn't that easy to fix. <laughs> Getting money to injury is not that easy, but, you know, I fixed it. And then about four weeks later, I, I get this email from, from this guy, uh, Pastor Selva, and he's gone down to the local internet cafe and he's, he's, he's borrowed a camera and, he, you know, and he's taken some pictures and, and he sent four pictures. The first one is this picture of this place which they now got. They've got this place and it's a long shot. The next picture is inside the house. It's this, you, you can't even call it a house. It's the room. And here are the kids in a circle. And they've got their school books open, you know, and he says, well, they're doing very diligent stuff, you know, all of that. The next shot is the same kids, different position, later time of day. And here they've, they're sitting around again in a circle, but now they've got food and stuff and, and it's really important. And then the final shot is a close-up of this home, quote-unquote home. And what they've done is on the outside of, of the home, they've, they've gotten a paper and paint. And, and they've written Paul Dunn home across the top of it. Wow. That, <laughs> that is wow. what I would call, that, that is what I would call a moment. And, Humbling. And, yeah. And you know, you know how it is because you, you, you do this too. One, once, you, once you have that, something happens and somehow or other, you know, the universe conspires to bring other things to your attention, which you were not aware of before. You know, it's like you go to the car dealership and you buy a new car or something and, and you proudly take it out of the car dealership and all of a sudden you notice that every third car coming towards you is the same car that, you know, you just, yep. you just bought, right? I think it's called the reticular activation system. And so once that happened, all of a sudden I, I, I get introduced to, you know, um, amazing people, one of whom is Masami, uh, the, the the original founder of B1G1, and I'm mentoring her, and and she's in this mentoring session. She's running a tiny little food company in in uh, Australia at the time, and she comes into this session, and it's very clear she's been thinking about some pretty deep things, and she says, "Can we change our session today? Like, can we change what happens?" And I say, and she says this, this lovely Japanese accent, and I say, well, "Of course you can." And, she says, well, normally you ask me a question, but I want to ask you a question. So I said, okay, well, ask me the question. She said, well, I want you to imagine something. Imagine this all happening, by the way, with this beautiful, soft Japanese accent, right? So, and so I, I said, go ahead. And she said, uh, well, I, I wonder what would the world look like if every time some business was transacted, something great happened in our world? And and at the time, Carolyn, you would have, you would have described me as an Aussie bloke, right? And so, <laughs> 2007. And so she says that, and I, and I say, uh, I say, wow, that'd be extraordinary. And 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 she was smart enough to realise that that was just some sort of smart uh, comment, right? And and she says, I I don't think you understand yet. I said, help me understand. And she said, well, in my in my head, it's called buy one, give one, which, of course, it no longer is. It's called be one, give one um, because it doesn't, you know, there's no sort of buy in this thing anyway. So so she said, well, imagine if you go down the exact words where hopefully I can mention this word on your podcast. She said, if you go down to Harvey Norman and you buy, would you get them to sponsor uh, uh, <laughs> so you go to Norman and you buy a plasma TV. Uh, and I, I go, whoa, 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 what did you say this thing was called? And, and she said, buy one, give one. I said, Masami, it's crazy. I'm not going to go down there and, get, and I'm not going to buy a TV and they're not going to give me another TV. I mean, that's like a crazy model. And, and she said, no, 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 you, you really do misunderstand. She said, you go down there on account of how you've, you, you want better vision, brighter vision, bigger vision, or whatever in your TV. So how would it be when you did that? 
if someone who could not see got the gift of sight. My goodness, right? And I'm surrounded by books as I am now. And she said, oh, when, you know, someone gets a book and a, a tree gets planted and, you know, I had a cup of coffee in my hand and she said, oh, you know, when someone gets coffee and, and you know, China need gets access to water. And I remember saying, can I be your mentor for the rest of your life? Oh, and, yeah. And so since then, I mean, I've had this, uh, this, amazing um, experience of, of taking that seemingly simple idea that every time business is you know being transacted that something something great happens and it's it, it's not it sounds easy it's not that easy to do as you well know and and now of course it's like here we are on zoom for example and just because we're on zoom you know, 11 kids are getting access to to education just because we're on zoom right and and so what business is able to do is kind of like embed these amazing things inside their businesses so that everything you know happens from a sense of meaning and purpose and contribution right at the very core of their business. And that transforms everybody in the business. And then when that happens, different connections get made and so on. And you know, because of the work you do, you know, what happens when, when people really get on purpose. So yeah, there you go. I thought it was a long story, but hopefully one that's uh, memorable and, and, and people can relate to. That That is a story worth telling in the detail you've told it. I've heard that story before and I look forward to hearing it each oh, time. Oh, really? <laughs> I really do because I think it embodies possibilities and, you know, someone like Masami who, who cared enough to actually yeah. think that deeply to, to, you know, think of that idea and, and the two of you building it together and 281 million impacts later. Extraordinary. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting. You mentioned the word that you mentioned the word possibility. Um, I was reading a, a very interesting book recently. It's called Teeming, T-E-E-M-I-N-G. And it's written by a lady called Tamsin Woolley Barker. And uh, can I can I just a, say, can I just stop you for a moment and also yeah. just add that I this should be in your bio. Paul Dunn is a prolific reader. I don't think I have ever known anybody read so many books. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, interesting. Anyway, she talks about some interesting things, right? She talks about, she, she studies, uh, she or has studied, uh, her specialty was studying um, incredible organisms, like, for example, termites, like, for example, uh, ants, like, for example, bees and all of that kind of stuff and trying to figure out, how does the, how do the termites know how to build those great big mounds? How do they know how to put the air conditioning on it? How do, how do they run the management structure? You know, how do they do all of that? And then she makes the really wonderful point that maybe we can learn something from that. And here's one of the major learning points. She says we need to understand that with nature, she says nature does not solve for problems. Nature always looks for potential. And I, I love that. Ooh. I just love that. Isn't that so powerful? You know? Yes. And so yes. We, can, we, can, we can see things and, and we can see that potential. And then and, and the sad, going back to your love comment, you know, let me, let me, just, let me just talk to, to the guys, right, who are listening to us now. Guys, here's what happens to us guys. And by the way, women, you know that this happens. Because you, 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 you have to sort of, well, you don't have to, but you choose to put up with us sometimes. So what happens is, right, guys kind of lose it, you know, like I lost my way or whatever it is. And what happens is we disconnect. And I think what happens is we kind of go into a cave. You know, it's called the, we're in the cave. And we're not going to let anybody in that cave. And we're not going to let anyone come out. You know, we've got to go through this whole thing. And, 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 and you know, and the, 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 the psychologists perhaps say, well, you know, it's time that you looked inside yourself, right? But no, I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the cave. The only thing I am, I've got inside myself. And all of a sudden you start to realize that sometimes the answer isn't inside yourself, it's outside yourself, right? Mm. And so when we can open, and this is where the potential is, when we can open our eyes to just see things out there and we go, you know what, I could do something about that in exactly the same way when we see someone, you know, the, the, the sort of uh, uh, typical 
uh, you know, little old lady that's in the story where, you know, they're walking across the road and they're struggling to get across the road. What are we going to do? We, we're going to go, oh, can I carry the bag? That's what we're going to do, right? Yeah. And, and, and we know that's what we do. Um, and, and we know and the, the point about that is that, again, it's not about us, but we know that when we do that, we don't do it because of this. But we know that the little old lady is going to get safely down the side of the road and they're going to be grateful and they're going to say thank you. And we are going to feel awesome about that, right? So yeah. once, you, once you get that, you really see. And by the way, those of you, uh, those of us running companies, imagine that your team members got this, that we, every single one of us is at our very best when A, we're thinking about others, and B, when we're giving. And by that, I don't necessarily mean giving money. I don't necessarily mean that. And you would, you would realize, Karen, that um, just recently in um, Australia, there's a very important celebration or uh, commemoration went on, which was Anzac Day. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine was at the uh, dawn service, and he told me about it, and he said, he said, Paul, I wish you could have been there. He said there were 10,000 people there. And he said the, uh, the, the guy who was doing the, you know, the sort of religious, quote, unquote, part of the service, he ended his speech that day by saying, if there's one word that I would love you to take away from our time together today, it's this. Others. Just hit it in, in one. And, and it just once you do that, it drives so many amazing things in, in your company. That's why, you know, Karen, that's why you spend so much time talking with, you know, amazing companies that, that, that really get that um, and, and get on track in so many other ways as a result of doing that. Yeah, uh, look, and I love this idea of um, that, that you've shared. What was the name of the author of Teaming? Oh, Tamsin. Okay, so Tamsin, T-A-M-S-I-N, Tamsin, Woolly, as in exactly the way you would expect that to be spelled. Yep. W-O-L-E-Y, Woolly. And we can share, we can, yeah. Barker, yeah, Woolly ah, Barker. Okay. Teaming. And we can share that in the in the show notes, a link, a link to that. But the, yeah. I love this yeah. idea, you know, nature doesn't solve problems, nature sees Potential. Isn't that a great idea? It's, it's just it, a great idea. Yeah, and I, I want to think about that a bit more. I want to take it away and and sit with it for a bit. But but yes, and just you know, looking outside of us, the the problem is, Paul. We all know this. You know, we have been living in a society that is all about me. <laughs> yeah? yeah, and and yeah. this movement is a movement away from that it's it's a recognition and i think what started as this idea of legacy has evolved and you've really evolved my thinking on legacy i, I remember hearing you speak and you you shared this idea that you know legacy none of us have a choice we're, we're all going to yeah. leave a legacy yeah, um, so what legacy will we leave and that's a very very powerful thought but for me the movement that's building starts with legacy but it's almost like once you start that journey you get beyond yourself well yeah there's, there's several things i think around around legacy and and yeah you we we do have to realize that we don't have a choice and and so i i as you as you know i think i i love alliterations you know the way words kind of way we can, as you do, the way we can make words flow together. And so when I think of companies these days, I think there are two, seriously, I think there are two types of companies. There are really stand, standard companies that are doing the standard things that have got us to where we are, right? The standard things that we've always been doing for so long, right? And then there are the stand stand out companies who are saying, no, 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 we we're businesses for good. And and so the interesting thing here now is you, you move right from from standard to stand out. Why? Because you stand for you mm. stand for something that is bigger than yourself. And then you can play with that as well uh, around the legacy thing because you get the whole the distinction between yes, you can. You know, it's all about leaving a legacy. We tend to think about that, but if you if you play with the alliteration a little bit, you get okay. Well, instead of just thinking about leaving a legacy, why don't we think? In fact, more than think, why don't we live it every single day? And 
why don't we then leverage it every single day? Just like just like you're doing now in this in this podcast, right? We we you know we leverage this idea that there, that there is something else. There really is something else. Enjoying the podcast? If you're looking for more inspiration, head to our website, thecauseeffects.com.au for more resources on how you can start using your business as a force for good. Or buy the For Love and Money book. Every copy sold allows us to protect one square metre of rainforest. Help us save 10,000 square metres by 2025. If you think about it, we, we think about this uh, thing that we're in now, what's it called? The Great Resignation. I think there's been so many, um, so many redefinitions of what that means. But I get staggered when people in Australia tell me, Oh my God! You, you wouldn't believe what we're having to pay for people these days. Um, and and so when the, that all uh, all comes up, um, it it gets very very interesting in the sense that why is it that that right now there are so many people who and just picking up on your me thing, you know the me me to we right? Why is it that there are so many people who might be making you know a lot of money at the end of the day, but you and I know what they do? They put their head on the pillow and they ask themselves the question: Is that all there is? Mm. Is that all there is? And and what you're doing, and you're doing it in spades through your book. What you're doing is saying, well, actually, there's good news. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is there is more than that. And when you when you get that more than that, it, you know, going back to what I was saying about Fred Reichelt, when we were talking about enriching lives, well, have a guess whose life actually gets enriched because they're enriching lives, right? <laughs> it, it just plays back, you know. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a fascinating sequence. And and you know, hopefully uh it's a sequence that we're we're learning now. We we are, you know, the, 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 this is pretty urgent stuff that we're that we're dealing with here. And and the answer to it, uh, I noticed today that there was a, a piece. One, I, I reckon, I reckon, I, I helped this guy become the author of the year in a business, business books. Right, this is a guy called Tim Duggan, B U G G A N. And and he wrote a book uh, almost about eighteen months ago, and it was and it's called cult status and and um at the the beginning of the book he makes this very interesting point he he says you know when we when we think about building great businesses what do we do well we go and we we think about wonderful authors like jim collins and we look at good to great and all that kind of stuff but he said without taking away from any of that without taking away then then we need to understand that most of those companies in fact take apple as as a case in point Apple was created in 1976. That's a long time ago. And so if we are starting businesses today, maybe we need to first acknowledge that it's a different thing. You know, it's a different, we need to start them differently. And he then gives us seven things that we we, we can work on. But what I love that he talks about is item number one on his list, right? And, And, oh, by the way, we're sort of rapidly approaching, right, end of financial year, in Australia now, and people are doing budgets and all that kind of stuff, and they're projecting, you know, what will what, what the next year be, and everything is sort of like monetary, which I understand we need to do. However, Tim says there's a better way. <laughs> Tim says when you're doing all of that, why don't you just define the impact? Just define the impact that you want to have, and define that impact in terms of the number of lives, you know, that 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 you will touch. And, and when you define that impact and you continually work on that each and every day, have a guess how the people in your team are feeling, right? Mm. Oh, it's not oh, the boss just made a million dollars. No, 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 no. We actually impacted, you know, so many lives. And obviously, you know, through B1G1, you can amplify uh, that kind of uh, that kind of impact. So yes, there's there's so many, and, and you're you know up there leading the charge on all of this with all the work that you do, great work that you do, and you've got so many examples. By the way, if you've not already got it, I hope you've got Carolyn's newsletter because it's awesome. Uh, if not the book, thank you for that plug. <laughs> well, well, you, plug. But, it, but you know this stuff. You, you know you're you're you know you're 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 sharing things. That we look at like industries that you think, no, there's no way that industry could be on purpose. And you look at what you're talking about, oh my gosh, 
you know, it works there, right? So, isn't isn't that incredible, isn't, Paul? Like there, yeah. And this is what yeah. I love is there are so many. There's a myriad of different ways that yeah. people can create value for society. So going back to you know those yeah. original two points, it stands true. Create yeah. value, but create value for society. You know, yeah, exactly. not, not just for shareholders. But I want to go back. And including, and increasingly, by the way, there, there's another thing you can do with the value, right? And another thing you can do with it is put an S on the end of it, right? So, mm -hmm. so that it doesn't become about value, which is obviously really, really important in terms of the value. That you, but it's also about the values, which gets I back love, to what I love your for. way with words. I really love your way with words. <laughs> um, you know, leaving a legacy, living a legacy, and leveraging a legacy, and the stand, you know, standard companies to stand out companies to standing for something beautiful. I want to revisit, you talked about the Great Resignation and yeah. in an earlier episode with um, Nikki Sparshot, the CEO of Unilever Australia and New Zealand, she reframed the Great Resignation as the Great Realisation. Oh. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. What I love oh. about that, Paul, is the Great Resignation is the negative Whereas the great realization frames it oh. in a positive way so for businesses, cool. for business leaders to really think if this is a realization that people are coming to, oh. if it's an awakening, how do we help them find their way? You know, how do we attract the best of them and, and give them the opportunity to bring their best to the table? Yeah, well, you know, it's so interesting you raise that because, you know, Paul, Paul Pullman, who, who both of us, I know, sort of acknowledge, who, you know, was the Unilever CEO and, and now the CEO of Imagine. And I remember in, in, in Paul's time, I'm sure it's even better now, but and Nikki may have told you this, but I was staggered, absolutely staggered when, you know, because Unilever was like one of the, and still is, one of the central companies that get this. I mean, they really, really get this. And I remember Paul saying that he said, can, can, would you like to guess how many how many uh, uh, applicants we get for jobs uh, each year? This was three years ago. And I said, no, I mean, 100,000, 1.2 million people. Whoa. <laughs> jobs. And I, and I would suspect that that number has increased, you know, since then. So, and, and again, that just shows you that when you stand out because you stand for, what happens is you, you, you kind of turn on this, this, this magnet, which, which instead of you having to sort of push stuff out, look at us, look at us, look at us, right? It just, just becomes this magnet, which is just attracting, you know, talent and, and, and customers and all of that kind of stuff to you. And it's all because you're standing for purpose for something mm -hmm. bigger than yourself. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's all of a sudden I had this, uh, this thing pop into my head right there, which is like it's like this sort of electromagnet right at the center of, uh, of everything that you're doing. And it's called purpose. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And that, that, that great realization and, you know, the opportunity, the possibilities that it offers to people. I, I, I used to talk about how in my market in my long marketing career on the agency <laughs> side, I I used to love what I did. I loved using the skills, creativity, strategy, you know, getting results from clients. And I gave yeah. my all to it, but I always had this little voice in my head that was kind of like, do you really want to be selling more soft drink and chocolate and <laughs> electronics and you know that sort of stuff? So it just felt like yeah, like like it lacked that purpose, right? And now I've moved, but but I like my family would tell you that I'm a workaholic. Like I go all in, whatever I, I, I do. Funny thing, I got that about you. Yes. <laughs> and I thought that I left nothing on the table in my work in the agency world. Today, I don't just love what I do. I'm doing what I love, and therein go. lies a big difference because oh, it is I'm serving something that I'm truly passionate about, that I truly believe in, and that 
energy that I thought I had before pales into insignificance. Because with what's happening now, exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's and like, I, I had a, I had an interesting re revelation or re yeah revelation yeah on that today. I got a note from uh, uh, B1G1's uh, accounting people, and they said uh, they said uh, Paul, we have a problem. <laughs> I said, what's the problem? And they said, you have got 40 days of leave accrued, which you have to go take. <laughs> Off you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, we obviously should, you know, get some rest and all those kind of things. But you're right. When it, when it, when it drives you, it's like, you know, it drives you. End, end of story. And, and, and part of the magic is, is to be able to, well, it goes back again to leveraging that. So as a company owner, you know, again, you know, Paul Palmer talk, talks about, um, you know, what does that take? I mean, just, just for a moment, what does it take? And, and the answer is, first of all, it takes, it, it takes clarity. You've really got to get clear. But there's, there's another word that begins with C that it also takes, and that's courage. Mm. You know, because standing for things is not easy. And mm. it's not easy. But if ever there was a time when we when we needed people to stand for, stand for, it's no longer about me. It's about we. It's no longer about self. It's about bigger than self. It's no longer about It's about values. It's no longer uh, about profit. It's about purpose. It's no longer about income. It's about impact and all of those sorts of things. That is very, very challenging to stand for. But when you do, I love what you talked about story before. And I love what Steve Jobs said. I got this note from Bernadette Giwar on the 6th of June uh, last year. And it's just ooh, changed up some things. And she, she referenced this quote that uh, Steve Jobs, I, sh I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have told you who said it. I should have had the audience guess. Ah. It's Steve Jobs, right? And, and in 1994, when he was at Pixar, he said this. He said, the storyteller is the most powerful person in the world. Now, ignore the, ignore the power thing, right? We can ignore the power thing. But then he went on to say this, and this, this, is, this, is really the, this is really the magic. He said, the storyteller sets the vision, the values, and the agenda for an entire generation yet to come. I just want you to think about that for the minute, because you probably think, not you, Again, but the, the people listening to us, you probably think, oh, Paul's about to go and tell us, you know, how do we tell better stories? No, it's not what Paul is about to say. Because you see, even though Mr. Jobs said the storyteller is, you know, it, it, the storyteller sets the vision, the values, and the agenda, listen to the next bit, for an entire generation yet to mm. come. Jobs was a great storyteller, but what he really was, was a great story creator. And, and, and he created stuff for us to enable us to tell better stories, which then enable us to change up the stories for the people that we're privileged to serve. So once you get that, that all of us are in business basically to create a better story. And why would we create that better story? Because it sets the vision, the values, and the agenda for an entire generation yet to come, which means, again, it's not about you. It's not about you. Never was. Uh, but hopefully, you know, that's, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm probably um, using too many words. But, you know, once you, once you get on this kind of journey, and particularly, um, you know, having the privilege of talking with you, Carol, and it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, <laughs> you, just, you just want to keep going with the, with the thoughts. That right there is pure gold. And, and for me, it's like, and there's so much gold through this interview, but just if people can take that one thought, that one idea that our job as business leaders or it, it, whoever you are, you know, to use your place, your influence to create, to create stories for um, an entire generation to come and you know when you think about the context that mm -hmm. idea is powerful alone but when you think about the context mm -hmm. of yeah. our present and our future yeah that takes on a whole new meaning doesn't it power. just power 
doesn't it just it really really does yeah yeah, yeah. It really really does and and what's interesting is you see that becomes a very attractive idea for us all and the reason it becomes attractive is inherently we know that it's not about us the problem is we act as if it was right so the more we know that it's not about us the more we know that it's again setting the agenda the vision the values and the agenda for an entire generation yet to come in other words people <laughs> just think about that for a minute People who are not yet here are kind of looking at you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and we have a huge responsibility to to um, you know to change it up. Yeah, we do. And an opportunity. Yeah. And an opportunity. Or the potential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's you know I think we've got to get beyond this idea of responsibility, and, yes, I agree. and think about that we are the generation who have the opportunity to act. Yeah. And you know what? The, the interesting thing is that in this book that I, I was mentioning before, there's there's a whole lot of stuff, you know, you and I have fun with this, right? But you mentioned, you know, CSR as in corporate social responsibility, and we understand that we have issues with, with that particular label. There's another interesting label, right? And the other one that's being used very, very frequently these days, which is ESG, you know, got ESG investment and all of that kind of stuff. And for those of you who haven't heard it, if there's anyone on the planet who hasn't heard it, it stands for uh, environment, uh, social society, and governance, right? And so what happens is the accountants figure, oh my gosh, we got to, we got to account for this, and we got to really create new accounting schemes and all of that kind of stuff, right? And it gets very complex, and we're never going to find the answer to it. We never are because you know it, it, we just are not. So there's all this stuff going on. And by the way, you know, I work with a lot of accountants and they understand that they, they, they do good things, right? They really do. But I reckon if you think next time, next time you see the words ESG, just don't go with the typical uh, thing. Oh, yeah, I know what that means. You know, economic social governance. Just, just, just get a new definition for it. What it means is embed social good. That's what it means. Oh, beautiful. And, <laughs> and if you can just embed social good right in the fabric of what you do, guess what? You know, mission accomplished. Wonderful. And, and that's, a great, um, that's a great intro into back into B1G1. I could talk to you generally about this <laughs> subject forever, but I want listeners who might not know about B1G1 to mm. understand um, what this organization is about and not just to be able to understand it I don't know if you can share some stories Paul so that they can understand it from an individual perspective but also the collective yeah. impact of the yeah. movement that you're creating well that's right I mean we you know we there's <laughs> this whole task is a bit big to do one off right or one you know just you and so the, uh, you know, the opportunity, well, for example, you and I sharing right now and, you know, all, all of that is, is really critically, critically important. But B1G1, I mean, it, it is that simple idea. It is that simple idea. And there's a number of ways that I could say it. I, I could say, you know, that I get up every morning to help businesses create more impact in their business and on our world than they ever imagined. I could say it that way. I could say, just imagine being a part of something where the very fabric of that business, where, where for example, where, where you're having a meeting and as a result of the meeting, people say that was a good meeting and that meeting is linked to doing, you know, some, some great thing in the world. Oh, look at that. Just because of us having that meeting, you, you know, that, that so many people got access to, to life-changing, life-saving, actually, life-saving water. Well, so many women got microloans so they could do wonderful things in their communities. And, and again, B1G1, you know, has this, uh, the, all of these, as you know, this, this very wide spectrum of, uh, of things that you can do, all of them, thank goodness, uh, literally, thank goodness, linked to the SDGs or the Sustainable Development Goals. And and, and so it just gives us, a, a, you know, we can count all of that and you can display it on your websites and all of that sort of thing uh, that you, you can choose to do. But the reason for coming to it is not because it looks pretty on your website, which, by the way, it does. I mean, it's mind-blowing. But, but is your intent. And, and your intent is very clear. And that intent is that, you know, what Karen and I have really been speaking about, that it's not, it's just not about you anymore. It never was 
and it is all about you know something bigger than yourself and what carolyn does and you know she helps you find that she will help you find that you know how do i find my wife quick 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 answer to the question talk with carolyn she's got a great, she's, she's got a great way i'm not of, paying him for this <laughs> no no you're not no that's true <laughs> But, you know, and, and, and there are processes that it's possible to go for. So you can get it and just go, well, for, you know, some people, and you know, you know, and some, some people say this, well, for the first time in my life, I have that, I have that clarity as to, as to why I'm here. And, and when you get that clarity as to why you're here, everything changes, not just for you, but for the people with whom you interact each day. Thank you, Paul. I um, I want to share my story with B1G1, um, mm. and that was when I started the Cause Effect, and I pivoted away from the agency, and I started from scratch. You know, um, zero revenue coming in. I wasn't quite sure what I was starting, and I came across B1G1, and what drew me to it immediately, obviously, was the impact. But what allowed me or, or what invited me to immediately become a member was the fact that I could start creating impact for as little as, I think it's one cent or two. One cent, yeah. yeah? <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. And, and to me, with a startup with zero revenue, yeah. I couldn't say no to that. Yeah, for me, it was fun. like I can do that when I meet with someone you know, I can create an impact, you know, a, a dollar or whatever it might be. And the effect of that in terms of, you know, how, how it motivated me in creating more meetings and also by sharing that in a, in a very beautiful way, which B1G1, you know, they give you suggestions on, on how you might do yeah, that. How you do it. In, in just yeah. such a gentle, lovely way, I cannot tell you the profound impact that created on people wow. I met with. Wow. So, you know, B1G1 is, it's impossible to say no to. You know, <laughs> if you're listening to this and, nice. and you work in a company and, you know, personally you care about purpose and impact and you want to create some, some you can start with yourself, with your team you know, in small ways and what you will find, I guarantee it, is the ripple of effect of that grows and mm. it's it's an extraordinarily easy way to start creating incredible impact and surrounding yourself with a community of like-minded people. Um, well, you, I, I'm not sure what, what it was uh, like for the people listening to that, but I can tell you that that just gave me goosebumps. So, so <laughs> you know, to, to to hear that story because you know so often uh, we we work in this in this mode, don't we? Where oh, someday I'll you know someday I'll you know when I get successful and you know, all of that kind of stuff. And now you know, hopefully, just through that little story that you told, people people are going to say, well, actually, no. Yeah, all of a sudden I get it. What I get is that it's part of the journey. It's 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 not the destination. It's not an afterthought. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and You're that's wonderful. the beauty of it. It's <laughs> it's not it's not a when I do you know when I make this money then I will. It's embedding no, it at that, the at very core, and you know that it's it's a beautiful thing that you and Masami Sato have created. Oh, thank, so you. thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to wrap up because I've I've held you for a while here, but I've thoroughly enjoyed this question. Oh, what a ball! Um, what a ball. Yeah, what a um, ball. But I'd like to ask you a, a final question, Paul. Sure. So obviously, um, we're doing this interview in 2022, eight mm. years away from 2030, which yeah, is the yeah. target date for the um, UN Global Goals, yeah. the Sustainable Development Goals, which I know yeah. you are very very passionate about. Um, business clearly needs to be an active part of the solution um, yeah. and has a real opportunity in doing that. Yet I believe through, through my interactions there are some business leaders who are still unsure about how far to lean into social purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, they know they've got to do something, but 
Is it just something, is it still on the side? How far do I lean into it? I want to ask you, Paul, if you could share one thing Mm. to convince them that this is their moment and they need to lean in Mm. strongly. This is where they need clarity and courage, which you talked about before. What would be your advice to them? Well, my, my, my advice would, would come in, in the form of a, well, this is the moment, but it is. Often when we ask questions, questions are kind of interesting things and in the you, you don't need the answer to create the future. You just, you just need the question, right? And, and there's a brilliant question at, at the beginning of Paul Polman's uh, Net Positive book. Um, but there's a very interesting question. The question is this. Oh, actually, do this. Imagine, I've never said this before, imagine going home tonight and your 12-year-old daughter, who will be 20 in 2030, right, says to you, hi, mommy, hi, daddy, I've got a question for you. Certainly, darling, what's the question? And by the way, by the way, rest assured that kids get this better than we adults do. Rest assured of that. Child says, oh, I saw this question in this book. Can I ask you this question? Sure. Here comes the question. Imagine your 12-year-old asking you this question. Is our world better off because your business is in it? That's the question. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and what Carolina does, what, what I do, and, you know, there's so many other, you know, uh, lots of people around the world is, is we want every single one of you, every single one of you has listened to this, to be able to answer with a, like an exclamation mark, with a, you know, with a with a, clamp, a punch fist kind of thing, right? Not that you should go punching fists, but with a very resounding yes. Yes, it is. Wonderful. Thank you. I couldn't have asked you to share a better <laughs> a better piece of advice than that. Thank you so much, Paul. And thank you for sharing your time to talk to me on this interview. I've, I've really enjoyed um, our conversation and I, I hope our listeners get the value from this that I know they can. So really appreciate you. And I, I want you to know that whenever, whenever, whenever you do things, uh, people get enormous value from what you do. And, and so thank you for letting me uh, be a part of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just been awesome to, uh, to be able to be in an environment where it's okay to, you know, to express very important feelings uh, to those people. Uh, who are listening so uh, not just thank you thank you for listening as well and let's hope you can answer yes to that question as well wonderful thanks for listening to this episode of the for love and money podcast if you'd like to take a deeper dive into the purpose movement visit us at thecauseeffect.com.au and remember Doing good is good for business. So if you're not doing good, then what are you doing?